0: I welcome my brother I welcome my sister you've made the right decision to be in the house of the Lord we're going to take a, a jubilant chorus and say when I went to when I went to it means you alone are holy you alone are powerful there's no one else like you we can just clap those hands for the Lord. to my i know to you when i went to echo when i went to namba
1: do to Namah, I'm
0: That there, Motabi, to just come and open. I said, let the window, a word of prayer." Let's say, "Yebo ngosi, I'm in your hand." It means, "Yes, Lord, I love you." That's all it means. Yes, Lord, I love you. Yebo ngosi, yeah.
2: The flowers are blooming, Father. They are yes. blooming out, Father. Even so are your children, Father, who are coming, Father, bubbling with joy, Father, because yes. of what you've done for them in their life, Father. It's like the word says, Father, that whatever, Father, we can ask unto you, Father, you will never disappoint us. You always give unto us, Father. That is why all the time, Father, when we come here, Father, we know, Father, that you're going to answer us, Father. That whatever burden we may have when we came here, Father, it will be lifted up, Father. So that when we come here, Father, we will be lighter, Father, more joyful, Father. Because, Father, the reason, Father, we can give, Father, is for us, Father, to be having to have more joy, Father, so that the devil, Father, who's out there, Father, can just be disappointed, Father. Yes. Because each and every time, Father, he comes, Father, trying to lie unto us, to tell us, Father, that we are failures, Father. But we know, Father, but in you, Father, we are only victorious, Father. Yes. Because, Father, we promise us, Father, Father, whenever we gather, Father, in your name, Father, you will be with us, Father. And, Father, we believe that each and every time when you are with us, Father, there's nothing that can defeat us, Father. Yes. It can be cancer, it can be sickness, Father. With you, Father, you want to our side, Father, we are victorious, Father. With you, Father, on our side, Father, healing is ours, Father. With you on our side, Father, each and everything that we desire, Father, will be yes, ours, Father. Yes, Here's Father. your children, Father. I do not know what is in their hearts, Father, but I know that there is one desire that they will want, Father, is for you to be able to come and dine with them, Father. Because they know that when you dine with them, Father, when you come and impart, you are waiting them, Father, you impart life, Father. You just only not impart life, Father, you impart eternal life, Father. And, Father, that is what we wish for. That is our goal when we come here, Father, that when we pass on, Father, from this life, Father, we'll be able to live for you forever and ever, Father. why yes. Father, when we're here, Father, bless each and every person, Father, yes. who yes. managed to come this morning to partake in your service, Father. Yes. May you please bless the, our brother, Father, who's leading us in choruses, yes. Father. Bless each every child of yours, Father, who managed to come here, Father. Yes. Even the pastor here, while he's preparing the word, Father. May you please, Father, circumcise our ears, Father, yes. so that when he comes and speaks to us, Father, yes. we'll yes. be able, your, your word will find. a fertile ground in Israel. Amen. We pray believing in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ committing this service unto you. Amen.
0: That this is a beautiful morning. It is a wonderful day indeed, amen. I think as we are getting ready to listen to the word, we will ask the elders of the church just to help us with the collection of offerings. And then from then on, we will, without no delay, go straight to the announcements so that we can hear the word. How many are looking forward to it? Hearing God speak to our hearts. Amen. We are in anticipation. Amen. Let's just take an old hymn, Zulu hymn. It says,
1: i
3: This morning, amen. I don't know, there is a a song that has been playing in my mind since last night. You know, some of us we've got the inbuilt um, media player, amen. So it has been playing in my mind when I survey. The Wanderer's Cross. Do we know it? Have we got it on our our books. Uh, Amen. You remember John Wesley and Charles Wesley? Uh, Amen. Uh, I was just having a good time as uh, Brother Mchowesi was leading it there. I think there is a song that you were singing now in Zulu one. Where you say it is a jubilant one? Okay, I almost left my chair, started dancing. Amen. Um, uh, do we have it? That song? Let's let's just say it's been on my hands for some reason.
0: And I the wondrous cross. On Prince of Glory died. My i covered.
3: Our Bible. I think Brother Mpayana mentioned about the Moyo family and the Watt family. Uh, I'm quite amazed that the Moyo family decided to name their son Gabriel. And the white family decided to, to name their daughter Gabriela. Amen. 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 I don't know whether they had a meeting. It just sounds too suspicious to be confident. We shall look into it. Amen. But we are happy with them for their bundle of joy. Amen. Children come from the Lord. They don't come from the church. They don't come from the pastor. Amen. As we turn to the book of Ruth. You know, there are four, I think it's four women that are quite outstanding for me in the Bible When I read about Rebecca, I think I can spend the whole year preaching on Rebecca. When I read about Tamar, I can spend the whole year preaching on Tamar. When I read about Ruth, I can spend some quiet time speaking on Ruth. When I read about Esther, I can take some time preaching on Esther. When I look at Bathsheba, I can take some time preaching on Bathsheba. Amen. Uh, You see, those that have got limited knowledge, they normally say the Bible is oppressive to women. That's lack of knowledge. A woman was God's partner in the redemptive process. Hallelujah. The Messiah had to come through. A woman. Hallelujah. Uh, and those women, they they were brought into the picture and became part of the lineage of Christ. Amen. I don't know how many have read the book of Ruth this morning. It's only four chapters. How many have read it? How many have watched a DVD on Ruth? It's um, a—it's It's a... It's a it's a beautiful book. Amen. Once you are done with Ruth, go to Esther. It's, it's such... It's books that are quite uh, full of golden nuggets. Amen. Ruth 1, from verse 8 to verse 17... God bless you, Brother Francis. Good to see you. The brother was admitted into the hospital, but by God's grace is back in church. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly. Amen. I was reading about an artist that they were bearing last Friday. They say he's Mendoza. I was amazed that a week prior to his death, he had to go and perform at a concert with a brain tumor. And I said, what a dedication. What a dedication. If the man can be so dedicated to such an unworthy cause, such as Kwaido, and can go and defy the doctor's orders, and go and perform with an advanced stage of brain tumor, how much more, how much more about a predestinated seed of God when you know that when you drop date, heaven awaits for you. Unbelievers mean business with their unbelieving business. And I think it's about time we mean business with our believing business. Hallelujah. I think you can never be your commitment should never be outmatched by Mendoza's one. Hallelujah. You know, you know things that he did not know about. Amen. Amen. How many are happy to be believers this morning? Amen. Amen. Ruth 1 verse 8. It reads in this manner, he found and naomi said unto her daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord granted that ye may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. They said unto her, surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, turn again, my daughters, why will he go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope. If I should have a husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would ye stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes, that the hand of the Lord is gone against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Opa kissed her mother-in-law, But Ruth, it live unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest I will go, where thou lodgest I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, where thou diest will I die. There will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if ought but death part thee and me. Amen. Let's just read Romans 5, verse 20. Romans five verse twenty. If you found it, you can say Amen. 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 Moreover, the law entered that the off- the offense might be the offense might be abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. How many are thankful for the? grace of the Lord this morning. Amen. As we pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we have sung songs of Zion praising you, Heavenly Father. We love to worship you. We can worship you for eternity. And this morning, believers have come here To show their allegiance in this dying world with the Almighty God. May you grant them their heart's desires this morning. And this morning, whatever they need, may you grant it, Heavenly Father. If it is a healing, grant it, Father. If it is the joy of salvation, grant it. Whatever it may be, I know you are capable to grant it this morning. But, Lord, you said it to Peter, "...upon this rock I shall build my church, and the gates of hell shall pre- never prevail against it." And this morning I've got full confidence that the church can never be shaken because it is built upon the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. And you said, "...whatever you bind here on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you set loose here shall be set loose in heaven." And this morning, I bind every demon. And I believe you will do exactly the same thing, dear God. And I said, lose every blessing this morning. I believe you will start to lose every blessing as we get ushered into the word. May you speak to us in a very special manner. Let it not just be the words that will hit the eardrums, but let it be something that can convict the soul. And make the believers to realize the hour at which we are living in. But above everything to know for them to know who they are in this dying generation. As I committed the reading of the way to you, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. As you take your seats, Amen. Amen. Good to see you, Sister Zelda. She wasn't feeling well, and glad to see her and the kids feeling better this morning. Amen. Now, where do we begin? I want to speak on uh, Ruth the the Ruth's favor of the Lord. Amen. That's what I want to speak on this morning. Uh, But uh, obviously being influenced by the message that the prophet preached, a king's man redeemer. That is where I am going to dwell on this morning. Now, we just read a portion of a scripture that says, moreover, The law entered that the offense might abound. When you, the law is the magnifier of an offense. You can never know that the offense has been committed until such time that the law tells you what an offense is. Hallelujah. Uh, When you see, if you drive on the N4, And there is no speed limit. You can drive as much, as fast as you want. uh, Because if there is no law, then sin cannot be magnified. Hallelujah. But as soon as they put 120, 120 is there just to show you who are the offenders. Hallelujah. And But yet, as much as it points out the offenders, it does not... Help the offenders. He just just point you out and say, this man is an offender; deserves to get a ticket. But the law, the law can never rehabilitate you. Hallelujah. That is why we thank God for the grace of the Lord, because grace can transform you. When the law point out an error, grace can come and say, "I know he has done it." But I will transform him. He will never be an offender again. Are we still together? Now, the text that we just read this morning, it opens with three women that had suffered severe losses during their time. Or before I go there, it speaks about a man called this man had left the land of Bethlehem and had gone to the land of Egypt when there was famine in the land. And the prophet teaches us that whenever a Jew left the promised land, there was no way that he was going to be blessed. Hallelujah. For a Jew to be blessed, a Jew had to remain in the promised land. And this morning I want to say there is no place where a message believer can be blessed except in the message of the hour. Hallelujah. No matter what comes or goes, never leave the message of the hour. And it's quite ironic that Jerusalem, Bethlehem means the house of bread. But yet it was during the time when it was famine and Elimelech and Naomi, left the house of bread and went down to Moab. Hallelujah. And after they'd gone down to Moab, then death struck the family. Uh, the husband died. You, while the husband had died, and maybe whatever, if they had counseling sessions, they might have said, Maybe he was more advanced in years. That is why he's no more. And while Naomi was trying to come to terms with the loss of the husband, something happened again. One of the sons died. Are we together? While she was grieving the loss of her child, another son died. So within a space of 10 years... Naomi had lost all men that she had come to love and cherish and that she had come to be close to. Are we together? It it, it must have left a deep wound on Naomi. I will read a quotation here just for a sec. Because the word Naomi means... Pleasant. And Elimelech means worship. So it was a pleasant worship in the family. But as soon as death struck, we will get to a point where Naomi said, I do not want even to be called Naomi anymore. I want to be called Mara. Because now the Lord has dealt with me harshly. Hallelujah. Now, when, when you check, you can say, what is the greatest thing that has ever happened to you as a believer? If I could go around the room and say, what is the greatest thing that has ever happened to you? Somebody might say, it was the day when I was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Somebody can say, it was the day when I was healed. It was the day I was saved. It was the day when I received a special revelation but brother Brendan says it is none of those I'll read to you what is the greatest thing that that could ever happen to you in this message how can I overcome paragraph 76 75 in the days of Daniel's time there were four overcomers that could stand to the test of fire and lion now we are expected to be tested we are expected to be tested. Amen. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. God can never trust a believer that has never been tested. I, for one, can never trust a believer that has never been tested. There is something about a test that brings out on the surface who you really are. Are we together? That's a good lesson for my brother back there also. He that cometh to God must be tested. Tested with the weight. That's God's test. Do you believe it this morning? He that cometh to God must be tested. That only shows a true child. See, be tested and when the test comes, you can't overcome unless there is a test given to you. When a test is given is to see whether you can overcome or not. Yes, That's why Jesus said, to him that overcometh. Yes, Every church age closes by saying, to him that overcometh. Yes, we need overcomers overcome us in the end time. Amen. And the prophet says, the test is the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Not to the outcome of the test. But the test, because when you are sick and you are healed, you can say the greatest thing was the healing, but the prophet said the greatest thing was the test that was given to you. And as I often say, a test is the reflection of the level of confidence that God has got in you. Amen. Hallelujah. If God trusts you, God gives you a test. Now, he says here, yeah. The test, the test is the greatest thing that ever happened to you. I believe it's written in the scripture. Peter said our trials are worth more to us than precious gold. It's a testing time. It's one good evidence to us that God is with us when we are tested for. All children of God are tested and tried. So this morning you can say, God, I thank you for the trials that you have put me through. Because had it not been of those trials, I would have never known who I could be. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Those trials made you to be who you are this morning. Amen. Naomi would have never... I mean, when you look at Naomi and you look at Ruth and you look at Oprah, after everything had happened to them, it must have been because these two young women... Were young, but they still had hope that they could be married. But Naomi did not have hope at all. She was more advanced in years. Hallelujah! But it is quite amazing how the three of them could relate, based on the pain that they had gone through. You know, there there is something about pain. Pain, pain brings people together. Are we together? Pain, when, when, when you share pain, you, you, you expose each other's vulnerability to each other. Are we together? I'll, I'll come to that if you can just stay with me here. Now, these sons of Naomi had married the two young women in, Mo, in Moab. And after they had married them, they passed off the scene. And now it was time for Naomi to realize that it's time for me to go back to the land of Israel. Because she had heard that now the Lord's favor was upon Israel. Hallelujah. She made a decision to go back and she told the two daughters and said, But you are released to go back to your families. You are released to go back to your friends. You are released to go back to your God's. And as they, they, they turned around and said to her, no, we will pursue, we'll go with you. They went to mine, and Naomi turned around and said, look, I'm more advanced than yes, There is no way that I could give birth to sons that later could marry you, because uh, you can't wait for those two sons. Are we together? Now, right there, you begin to see Opa turned around and said, If that is the case, let me kiss my mother-in-law goodbye. Let me go back to my gods. Let me go back to my family. And she kissed the mother-in-law goodbye. It is quite striking that whatever decision that Opa made, it was was coded in her DNA. Because when you look backwards, you realize that her great-great-great-mother who was Lot's wife, went out of Sodom for a mile and turned around and looked back at Sodom and turned into a pillar of salt. And now down the line you see the granddaughter doing exactly the same. That's why when you do certain things, don't be surprised when you begin to see those things in your children. Are we together? That's how generational blessings travel. That's how generational curses do travel. Your decision today can affect somebody that is coming many generations after you have passed off the scene. Now, Opa had gone half the miles. And and I want to say, and I, I will say it for what it is, Naomi, her going away could have never been affected by Opas' decision, because she made a decision, she had, she knew that the Lord had dealt, or whatever had happened to her, it was God driving her back to the homeland, and she was done with Moab and say, "I am going back." You you can imagine when Opa made a decision to go back, what must I don't know what thoughts might have come to Ruth, and say. But here is my, my sister as well. She's going back to her gods. W- what am I doing? Why am I going after Naomi? But there is something, it's quite amazing that right there, Naomi made a decision that had an impact. Not only upon herself, but many generations that are going to come after. Because at that time when she made that decision, that's exactly what slotted her in. In the messianic genealogy. Are you with me? Certain decisions, and that's why Brother Brandman says, the decisions that you make today will determine what you are going to be five years from today. The decisions that you make today, five years from today, can make you, Brother Brennan says, a renowned man in the community. A man of influence. Or five years from today, your decision can make you to land in hell. But it begins with a decision. But, but look at Ruth. The way she was convinced by her decision. She looked at Opa bidding farewell to the mother-in-law. And she looked, in, but she was never affected. And now Ruth turned around and said, Your sister has gone back to her God. Your sister has gone back to her homeland. Why don't you go back? and says, no, do not convince me to go back, because your God shall become my God. Check something here. Naomi had failed to trust in God. That's why she ended up in Moab. But here is a woman, Ruth. After she had heard the testimonies of the God of Israel, she was able to trust God. Based on a backslider. Are you with me here? If if you are predestinated, I can tell you, even God will take somebody that is weak and make them to be a testimony to you. Because when you look at Naomi, her life did not reflect a life of victory. She had been punished by the Lord. The least that Ruth could have turned around could have said, if really this God is real, why did he take your husband? If really this God is real, why did he take our, our husband? But it is something, um, it amazes me that when God deals with a predestinated seed, he is able to bypass human logic to convict a predestinated believer. Given the picture that I'm painting, it was impossible for Ruth to have believed in the God of Israel. But, but she couldn't explain it, but she fell to the pool. She did not have quotations. She did not have references. She looked at Naomi and saw a woman who, whose pain had made her cheeks to wither away. She looked at Naomi and saw a broken woman. But in the midst of her brokenness, Naomi... Or Ruth was determined to say... Your people shall be my people. Your God shall be my God. I want to say, no matter how far you can go... And I don't encourage you to go far... But if you are made in the image of God... You will be that image no matter where you are. <laughs> Stay with me here. Let's paint another picture here. It's getting interesting here. Adam had failed. Adam had, had lost or had broken God's covenant. Partook from the tree that God forbade him to partook from. And God came down because God is, God, God is a God of justice. He will respect his weight. And he was there, he chucked them out of the Garden of Eden. When he threw them out of the Garden of Eden, when they moved out, and God saw Adam with his hand wrapped around Eve, knowing very well that that man is not deceived, that man understands what he's doing, that man is making a decision that will affect many generations on the basis that he wanted to save his own wife. In that fallen state, God came and made a promise that there will be a seed of a woman that will come up. There will be a Messiah that will come up. What made God to prophesy is when he made me- saw men, even in a fallen state, still reflecting the Father, because that's exactly what he did when he became the Messiah. He left the corridors of eternity and became one of us. And went all the way to die on Golgotha. He was not a sinner. Our sins were upon him. Adam was not a sinner. The sin of Eve was upon Adam. That sacrificial love. Let's come back here to the three women. Now, Ruth looks at Naomi and says, Where you will be buried? That's exactly where I will be buried. Your people shall be my, my people. Your God shall be my God. And they began to move together. Are we still with me? Amen. Amen. Just stay with me for a minute. Amen. Brother Branham speaks about how Ruth and Orpah represented two kinds of members in the church. You see, Ruth or Orpah was a professor, but Ruth was a possessor. And uh, I've got no better way to put it that as the as the world's events are beginning to take shape, that they are taking, and the mark of the beast is beginning to be implemented, it is going to bring a separation between professors and possessors. And this morning, don't just be a professor; be a possessor, because what you profess shall be tested. And when it is tested, if you did not possess what you possess, you will be found wanting. Are you still with me? Yes. Now, these two women one represented a true church, another one represented a nominal church. Opa only made a profession of faith but failed during a critical hour. Ruth possessed a genuine faith that produced. Works. Are you still with me? Amen. Now, they moved out and Opa turned around. Brother Brenham says she thought about Moab. She thought what she was leaving behind. She thought of relations that she was leaving behind. And folks, I had much better say this you can never go far with God unless you are willing to be separated. God, by his nature, he deals with the people that are separated. Separated from the world. Separated from their habits. Separated from their thoughts. That's what God is looking for at this hour. And if you're not willing to be separated, God can never use you. But this morning, I believe we have come here because we say, we want to be separated from the world and become part of his economy. Are you here with me? We're speaking on Sun Wednesday, about the world within the world. That we are in this world, but we are not of this world. And folks, we are about to depart from this world. Rapture is real. We are about to go home at any time. Are you here? I expected a much louder amen than that one. Have you got a ticket for this train called Rapture Express? Yes. Have you booked your seat on this Rapture Express? Yes. And if you have not purchased your, 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 your ticket, purchase it this morning. What is that ticket? The Holy Ghost. Yes. Brother bram said only the Holy Ghost, only the Holy Ghost filled bright will go into the rapture. Yes. This morning, make sure that you've got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And when you've got a ticket on this Rapture Express, make sure that you are not distracted. There will be distractions. There are, there are some vendors that are going up and down that are selling some stuff. Don't look at the people that are selling peanuts here because we are about to board. We are about to go home. Yes. Hallelujah. Don't, don't debate with vendors whether... I mean, will you miss your train because the vendor owes you a change? Hallelujah. I mean, if I gave a vendor 20 rand and I bought something to the value of 15 rand, my change is five rands. If he says, Hey, I don't have it, I look at him and I say, Look, you may remain with that five rand. Me, I'm getting onto the onto the trade because why the ticket that I have is more valuable than five rand that he owes me. This morning I want to say, let go of the other things. And concentrate on the ticket. And get on to the rapture express. Because we are about to go home. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But many a times I see believers say. Hey you owe me. And the train is about to go. No. You need to get your priorities in order. Yes, when up And I want to say this folks. In, in life you've got to know where you are going. You've got to know in whom you have believed in. And if you know where you are going, and you know in whom you have believed in, there is nothing that happens around you that will affect you. Can I get an amen on that one? If your focus is on God, and you know I have believed in him, And your destination is the rapture. You you do not care how you are being treated. That's not important. Whether you are treated good or you are treated bad. But when all is said and done, you know where you are going. When all is said and done, you know in whom you have believed in. And why am I saying this and I had much better say it to you. When, when you move on the journey, the greatest danger that you can ever do is when you begin to think that you are arriving there depends on people that you are around with. It's not a crowd affair, it's an individual affair. This morning, I do not know. I cannot predict how you will behave tomorrow. And uh, quite frankly, I don't care. Because I know the one that I've believed in, how he will behave tomorrow. How he will behave next week. How he will behave next year. He is my focus. Are you with me here? Because imagine if Ruth had banked and said, when I arrive at the land of Israel, at least people will see that okay, my husband is dead. My sons are dead. But at least I'm being accompanied by two daughters-in-law. Hallelujah. All past going back would have affected his heart. And I, I say I'm taking this from the prophet. Because the prophet preaches the message, the present stage of my ministry. He says, all men who stay with God's weight, get to that place where they are forsaken by the wealth, and the religious world. Do you believe that one? He says, I believe the people in the land, the people in the land that the tapes go to, to remember that the separating time has come. It must do it. I don't know how far I am from the end of the road. I don't know. I don't know what tomorrow is. I don't know what holds it. But I know who's holding it. That's where my faith is built on that. Amen. And it says, imagine Demas didn't forsake him and start off to some night laps. I don't imagine Demas did that because Demas was a spirit-filled man. He was a great helper. He took history of Demas. He was a notable preacher, a fine cultured man, highly polished, educated. He was a smart man. But why would he forsake Paul? What made him do it? I don't believe he wanted to go to nightclub or anything. I believe it was God separating Paul. And I believe the hour is coming where God is separating the bride. Are we still together? And that is why, folks, if if people leave you, never beg any person to stay. Hallelujah. If people decide to go, let them go. Hallelujah. Because God has written the chapter of your life. And the most frustrating thing that you can ever experience as a person is to try to resuscitate what God has killed. I'll repeat that so that you can put it in your mind. The greatest frustration is when you attempt to resuscitate what god has killed if god say it's over you can never redo it you've got to accept and move on what i'm simply saying is that if it was time for Opa to go back naomi wasn't gonna beg Opa to stay naomi had to concentrate and say i know my destination i know where i'm going i'm going back to the promised land I know I want to worship my God in a way that he wants to be worshipped. And when he, she made that decision, a predestinated seat caught the revelation and said, what are uh, this one? And let me tell you sometimes, don't hide your trials. No, say That's why I don't want to worship with the people that just only sing... Jerusalem is my home. No, I need people with broken backgrounds. I need people that have been tested. I need people that have been pushed to the end. And when they ask themselves, where is God in this situation? Because there is something about trials. They bring maturity. You can never trust somebody who has never gone through a trial. Trial accelerates the maturity of a believer. Can I get an amen on that one? And that's why when you fellowship with someone that had experienced trials, there is, there is something that you get. There are some golden nuggets that you can extract from their life. Not somebody that has been on... on. Hallelujah. That think Christianity, is a, it's, a, it's a bed of roses. No, say. You need people that have got scars. You remember when Caesar had won the battle and wanted to celebrate... He brought the people and said, I want to choose the men that we will share the celebration with. And men polished their swords. Men polished their shields. Yeah. And there came a day where they paraded in front of Caesar. And the men looked, some of them, very perfect in their academic clothes or regalia. As they moved past, they moved past until one came who looked disoriented. He, he was staggering with blood all over his clothes, with, with some wounds on his face. He couldn't even maintain eye contact. He was looking down. And as he was passing by, because he thought, I can never be selected, he went past. And Caesar said, stop. Why, why are you like that? He says, no, my Lord. I was in the battle. This scars." I was fighting for my Lord in the battle. The blood that is all over my clothes, I bled so that we can have this victory. And Caesar looked around and said, I don't need anyone polished. I need this one with broken, with wounds, with blood all over. I want this one in a messy condition. He is the one that will celebrate with me. And this morning I say, your scars count something in the economy of God. Your heads, your wounds count something in the economy of God. But what we are looking for, we are looking for soldiers that can fall. But never stay down. That can rise again. That can rise again. That can rise again. And at the day of celebration on the Day, those people will be selected to celebrate with. Have I just spoken to someone this morning? Yes. Don't lay down there. Come on, Rise up. Come on, a real soldier is not, call, is not measured by how many times they fall. Yes. They are measured by how many times. Yes. Every time they fall, they bounce back. Yes. And say, I can never give up. There's a lot at, the, at stake here. Yes. That's why this morning, we can never give up on the message. There is a Lord at stake here. Some of you, you you're the only reason that people still believe that there are real worshippers. That's why wherever you are, wave that banner. Wherever you are, show that you're a Christian. Wherever you are, show an inspiration that there are still people that can worship God in the manner that he must be worshipped and this morning I want to tell the table I am one of them and you can say that as well I'm one of them do you believe that folks do you believe that I'm one of them I'm one of them that will bring the devil's head to the almighty God and say we are tied with the enemy Am I preaching to someone this morning? Does somebody understand what I'm talking about? Your disappointments, your heads. They, they, they were moving you in the direction that God wanted you to move. That's why this morning said, God, I thank you for my past. I thank you for my disappointments. I thank you for my hurts. Because I'm who I am today Based on those experiences And I can tell the table I'm an overcomer You can never overcome unless there is a battle And as your pastor I'm glad I'm being tested I'm glad I'm being tested You know why So that you can sit in your chair And say if that man He goes what he's going through but he does not give up. I need something that he has. I don't, need a, I, know, I don't need a preacher who has never been tested. That's just a theology. You need somebody that has been there. You need somebody that has experienced that. And can tell you that it can be done. And you say, I believe that. Because I saw through you, that it can be done. We are not going to give up, folks. No, sir. We are not going to give up. We are not victims. We are overcomers. We are soldiers here. I hope I spoke to someone. Now a time had come for a possessor and a professor to separate. And Naomi left with Ruth. I don't know what a consolation that must have been to Naomi to look at Ruth and see the level of commitment, the level of dedication the integrity to the cause. She must have regained some strength. God will give you people that you need not people that you want. I will repeat that so that it can sing in. God will give you people that you need not people that you want. Sometimes we go after people we want and forsake those that we need. I'm here at a stage in my life where I think Nothing just happens There is a reason everything happens I've got a script that I'm following And it was not written by me It was written by the almighty God Before the foundation of the world And if he said in 2016 This was going to happen Let me tell you something I will not change it I must accept it And move on with the script but there is one thing that I know. At the end of the script, it says, you shall overcome. I don't know how many have ever watched movies. Where well, you have watched a movie. When we used to be young and watch movies, we would look at what we call the staring. The staring... You identify him. And say, that man is a staring. You knew, even if the are staring, there could be a bomb and a car explodes. And you think, goodness is dead. But you turn to each other and say, but he is a staring. A staring never dies. Yes. While the smoke has erupted, you see the steering come out. Because the script can never fail the staring. This morning, the pride of Jesus Christ, it is the staring of this movie. I don't care what they go through. When all is said and done, they are coming out as the staring. Oh, maybe we must tell the David, I'm a staring. I'm a staring. I'm sick with this cancer. But I'm not going to die because I am a staring. I'm being disappointed, but I'm not going to give up. I am a staring. Do I have staring this morning? People that know what God said about them. Do you believe that? You are a staring. When the movie comes to the end, you will remain standing because you are a staring. I can imagine when a staring looks at a movie and uh, it erupts. I'm sure he looks at the family members and say, "Not yet, yes. not yet." Yes. It's beautiful to know a script. Yes. Have you ever watched a movie with somebody that has watched it before, and they can never keep quiet? And yes. something happens, they say, "Oh, wait, wait! This was going to happen." Maybe we need to be excited like that as believers And say oh economy is collapsing But wait Wait There is a third pool ministry That the bride will receive Hallelujah Don't watch the movie like you have not seen the script before You know the script that's why Jesus, because he knew the script, he says, you can destroy this body. But within 72 hours, I will rise, again." Because he knew the script. I want you to preach to believers that know the script. Do you know the script? Michael shall rise up at the end time. And he will defend his people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. And now, here are the two women having experienced loss, having experienced pain, being destitute, going back to the homeland. Ruth, as a foreigner, she did not know how she would be accepted. Xenophobia is not only a modern day thing, it has always been there. And now she moved, uncertain of how she would be accepted. But being certain about the God that Naomi had spoken to her about. Have you ever been uncertain about your situation but yet been certain about who in whom you have believed? Yes. Does it ring a bell? Yes. And she went back and as they were moving they got back it was during a barley season. Rabbim says it was during a bread season. It was during when the fresh bread was being given out. But Ruth had to rely on Naomi for guidance. Ruth originally She was not a worshiper of the God of Israel. But she was coming in because this woman was rejected and her rejection benefited Ruth. Ruth represents the bride. Naomi represented the Orthodox Church, Jewish Orthodox Church. And they came in there. And as they were there, Naomi said to Ruth, maybe you had much better go to the fields and go and be with some and lean from the fields and be with some leaners there. And she went there. When she got there, the Bible says she came from behind. Others were already there, but she came from behind. She was the last person. I don't know, because I'm preaching alone. I can demonstrate these days. You three brothers, stand up, or with you, stand up. Just step there. I just step there. Look there. Yeah, follow him and look there. Ruth came from behind. Others had been there before. But she came as the last one, a foreigner from behind. These brothers are looking that way. If you turn and look at my direction, brothers, who's first? Don't be afraid to be behind. The the last shall be the last. The first shall be last. She came from behind. But she caught an eye of a man called Boaz. He was moving around and looking at other women that had been working there before. And now comes this last one. A foreigner with no reputation, with no background, with no credentials. And when his eyes fell upon Ruth, there was, a, there was love that Boaz could not explain. That bypassed nationalities. Somebody understand what I'm talking about? Because he looked at Israel and loved Israel. But later he looked around and saw another woman. A Gentile bride. And there was something that made him love that woman. And that woman this morning, it is us. That caught the attention of Messiah. And she went, he went. I said, who who is that girl? Who is this young woman? Let me explain, she came from with Naomi, she's a mobite. And now Boaz went there and looked at Naomi and Ruth and said to Ruth, I have instructed the men of the field to show favor with you. If you need water, waters are available for you. Her needs were being provided for. And yet she was a foreigner. The law dictated that she should be rejected. But grace. The law had dictated that you must be rejected. This morning you can't be holy on me all of you. You had to be rejected. You can say, yes, I was perfect. You were born in sin. Shaped in iniquity. Came to the world speaking lies. Amen. You can be proud of your same name, but within your same name, there are some gang gangsters. There are some drunkards. There are some murderers. But God, when the Lord said to you must be rejected. Grace. Grace. Pounded and say, That's my son, that's my daughter, and it made our boys to leave the corridors of eternity and to become a human being. And boys looked at Ruth, Brother Branham speaks these profound words in the message Kingsman Redeemer, and say, Hatred had a beginning. So it has to have an end. But love had no beginning. So it will never have an end. Love is eternal. When a man loves a woman, and marries her because she is just pretty, there will be an end to that. But when a man finds a woman that he loves, when Boaz found Ruth that he loves, Hallelujah. When a man loves a woman, and Mary said because she's just pretty, there will be an end to that. But when a man finds a woman that he loves and doesn't know why, but he loves her anyway, and she finds the man that she loves, no matter what he looks like, he loves her. She loves him. That's an eternal mate in glory death and nothing can ever separate them. When Boaz laid his eyes upon Ruth, he loved Ruth without a reason. There was nothing that Ruth could present. She was a foreigner. She was homeless. She was poor. But when Boaz looked at Ruth, something in Boaz moved and said, I must protect this woman. I must make sure that her needs are being provided for. And when she came back to testify to Naomi and say, work was wonderful today. There is a man that came to the field. His name is Boaz. Naomi raised her hands and said, what a providence. What a provision by the almighty God. And said to Naomi, that is the right man. That man is our relative. That man is wealthy. That man has got the requirements to become our redeemer. Yes. And began to say to her tomorrow, go closer. After he had taken dinner and drunk, go and just lay before his feet. Yes. This morning I can say the best location to be it is at his feet best location for Ruth was to be at the feet of Boaz. The best location for you, it is to be at the feet of Christ. Let me just come and lay at his feet. And when Boaz realized that there was a woman here, and asked her, and said, what are you doing here? And they spoke, and he was pleasant towards her, and said, spread Your clothes over me. That clothes of righteousness. That is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. When you come and lay before his feet. He baptizes you. With himself. And say. You can now ask whatever you want. I will do it. I will do it. What a commitment! There were many women there, but they never got that commitment from Boaz. Ruth was able to get that commitment because she made the right decision. Brother Abram say it is divided in four parts: Ruth deciding. Hallelujah! Is Ruth deciding? Ruth saving? Ruth resting? and Ruth being rewarded. Amen. You decided you served, you will rest and you will be rewarded. And now, we see now he says to Ruth, but there is another man that is more closer than I am. I will ask him if he will do the job. He will redeem Naomi and all that Naomi had lost. If he cannot do it, I will do it. Follow me here. Who was that man that was more closer to us than Christ? Who was more closer to us than Christ, but he did not have the ability to redeem. Because this man, when he was asked whether he will redeem, he said no! I will spoil my inheritance. I will spoil my estate. Who was this man? You were in sin. Who was more closer to you in sin? It was the devil! But the devil can never redeem you! The devil would have spoiled his inheritance. Because he had captured you. And Boaz asked the man and said, will you do it? He said, I will not do it. But it had to be made in a public view. It had to have witnesses. Our redemption never took place in a corner. He went beyond the gates. And died between the heavens and earth. And said, today I will redeem Ruth. I will mar my inheritance. But Boaz, are you still with me? He was a close relative. He was able to pay the price. He was willing to redeem. He was free himself. Those were the requirements. And said, Today, let it be known that I will redeem. Naomi. And I will redeem all that she had lost. And in the process I will take Ruth. And make her my wife. Let it be known. That's what he did when he came down. Hallelujah. Brother Brenham says. The law required a king's man redeemer. That was supposed to be born of the human race. Every all great men could not redeem us, but he says, "But let me sound the trumpet to you." The virgin birth produced the product. When the Lord required a kinsman redeemer, grace produced a kinsman redeemer. A son was born in a manger, and he grew up to become. God man, and he went all the way to Calvary, and when he went to Calvary, Brother Brenham says, "Love constrained him." When he was going there, and they were beating him. Do you know how powerful he was? He could have spoken the word, and they would have died. Despite on his face, he endured the pain. He went through the persecution. Brother Abrams, because he had you on his mind. He had me on his mind. He fell down because the cross was heavy. But he rise again because I was on his mind. And went all the way to the cross. And hung on the cross. And died between the heavens and the earth. Naked that was my poor's day dying for me and until he screamed and said my God my God why have you forsaken me because God had to leave the body so that the body can die the body can become a sacrifice but every drop that was shed of the blood it meant something the kingdom of darkness was defeated And this morning I can show the table. There was Calvary where I was bought. I want to tell you something that is not sin that he cannot forgive. This morning, if you turn to him, he can change the course of events in your life. But you've got to accept him and say, That's my savior. And he tied between the heavens and the earth. And right down the cross, when the sun looked and saw that the creator was, uh, creator was hanging on the cross, the sun refused to shine. The earth trembled when it realized what was happening. Amen. And they gave up the ghost. And they came. And they took him and put him in a tomb. And put a stone there. And they, got, they had to guard the tomb. But within 72 hours, while well, they thought he was in the tomb, Amen. then he went down there to take the keys from the devil. Brother Brown said he went all down and kicked every demon and kicked the devil himself and took the keys and began to take the believers from paradise and he ascended. And they were seen in the streets. Then his life is not in heaven this morning. His life is now embodied in the rules of the time. His life is here in Wilbank. And I'm preaching to the people that have got his life. And I can say Jesus Christ is the same Yesterday in Kalalia. Today in Winbank. Forevermore. He is here. But here is a good story. It was not done. Because the book was still closed. With the seven seals. Our names were there. Hallelujah. He went up. To go and take the book. John says I looked. And there was one sitting on the throne. He had a book on his hand. That was sealed with seven seals. It was a book of redemption. Calvary had happened. But the book was still closed. And John looked around. When there was no man who was with it. He looked around when there was no man worthy. Abraham was not worthy. Adam was not worthy. Isaiah was not worthy. None of them was worthy. But he looked around and saw Calvary coming to nothing. He saw Calvary coming to nothing. And he wept. He wept. As he was weeping There was an elder A redeemed human being That tapped on his shoulder And said "John, Weep not I'm here to tell Ruth Weep not There is a
1: lion Of the tribe of Judah Weep not There is a lion of the tribe of Judah.
3: He has prevailed. And when John looked around, he saw the same lamb that went to Calvary a bloody lamb. Brother Bram said the lion and the lamb is exactly the same person. It was happening in splits of seconds. One sitting on the throne became the lamb, the lamb became the lion are three people, it was one person in different offices. And I'm here to say to the church, we are not in the lamb season. This is the lion era. The lion must roar. And all the demons of hell must tremble. The lion ministry is here. Maybe you are surprised when we, we speak in the manner that we speak and boldly. It's because of the anointing of the hour. Amen. There, there were lambs. They were meek. They were surrendering. Amen. But not today. Amen. Not today. Amen. Because the lion anointing is here. Amen. We claim every blessing, Amen. we possess every land, we overcome every time. The lion ministry is here. Am I preaching to someone? Am I preaching to someone? A lion doesn't cry. A lion doesn't cry. The lion is not self-pity. It rises and knows who it, he is and roars. Can I hear a roar this morning? Can I hear a roar this morning? Brother Branham says, the lamp took the book within himself and broke the seals. When he broke the seals, John represented you. He looked, Brother Branham said he looked beyond the curtain of time and saw his name. Your name, your new name is not Peter. It's your Theophany it's a living being. Am I speaking to someone? He looked and he saw his name. Goodness, imagine if you see your name in the book of God that says all of them shall worship the beast except those whose names were written in the Lamb's book of life and you see your name there. That gives me an encouragement this morning that no matter what the Pope does, I am not bowing down. Amen. And you open the book. Hallelujah. Amen. Throughout the ages. There were cherubims and seraphims that were there saying, holy. Holy unto the Lord holy unto the Lord but at that moment when the lamb took the book then there was silence there was silence what happened the one that they were singing unto vacated the throne and began to come down with an open book hallelujah hallelujah And they realized that the noise of heaven now descended upon the earth. There was silence in heaven, but there was jubilation upon the face of the earth. And John says, I heard all that was on the earth, all that was in heaven, and all that was on the sea, had I John." saying, Amen! Amen. Blessed be the Lamb! What is happening there? He came down. This is in 1963 now. Revelation chapter 10. One One foot upon the sea. One upon the earth. Because there was another beast that was coming from the sea. And there was another beast that was coming from the earth. He put his head there. That's why this morning the devil is on our feet. He does not have the feet. His body is the one that has the feet. He is the head. You are the feet. And they came down and there was a prophet that was there. Two angels the mighty angel and the angel messenger and he handed him the book and Brother Branham took the book and went to Jeffersonville and said, "I'm here to reveal the seals for the Lamb." Listen to his manner of preaching. He says, "I have measured that city." He gives the measurements. Well, gee, does William Branham have that? tape to measure. Oh, let me tell you something. The same angel that showed John the seven church ages. The same angels that showed John the revelation of the seals. The same angel that showed John the new city. He was here. Maybe you don't want to jump because you are not sure. Brother Branham says, John represented the bride. And who showed the bride to the seals? Maraca Who broke the seals? Maraca Who showed the seven churches? Maraca 4. Who showed the rapture? Maraca Who showed the new city? Maraca 4. William Brenham. That book that the angels can never look at. He gave it to me. He gave it to me. He gave it to us. And every time we read, we see our names. And I look at the table, doing whatever he wants to do. I go back to the book and say the table, my name is there. My name is there. You can never take it out. Even God himself can never take it out. It's a done deal. You are going to heaven. I wish I can preach to somebody that believes it Whether the devil likes it or not You are going to heaven Whether you've got ups and downs You are going to heaven Not because you are a good church member But because you are named Before the heavens and the earth It was written By the almighty God In his book I can hear my name I can hear my name how many can hear their name? Brother Branham said, the name of a person is a pleasant thing to, our, to their ears. When I read the message, I hear my name. Amen. You can delete my name in a church book, but you can never believe my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. You can hate me, but you can never delete my name. Is there written by God? Silt. Amen. There has never been a time where the devil has ever aborted God's purpose. You are God's purpose. You going into the rapture is God's purpose. There's not even from the de- the lowest demon to the highest demon will never stop you. We are going home, folks. We are going home, folks. We are overcomers. We are overcomers. This is our season. This is our hour. The Bible spoke about us because in the message Shalom or Masterpiece, Brother Abram says, The bride will fulfill everything about the New Testament. And I believe this is our hour. Then why should we cry? The crying season is over. No. You can't. We are not victims. Hallelujah. We are on our way home. Don't be discouraged. Be encouraged. Don't be fearful. Be courageous. Amen. As we stand to our feet. While the singers are coming, you can turn around and say to your brother next to you, He wrote my name. Ah, If you are depressed, depression leaves you. He wrote your name. You, You are not here by mistake. God orchestrated events until you are here.
1: Amen. I, have I have a father.
3: I
0: have a father.
3: We are not offence this morning. He calls me
0: his own.
3: I have a father I have
0: another one. Yes, Lord, I say yes. I'm going to say yes to His will this morning.
3: Oh. To say yes lord amen
2: when
0: i remember what the lord you've got to remember
4: Father, trying to understand. In fact, dear God, by history, Lord, they wanted to even take out the book of Ruth, dear Lord. Mm. Not even knowing, Father God, Lord, it's a bride, dear Lord, at the end our Father. And my God, this morning, dear Lord Jesus, yes. you could come down, Father Lord, from the portals of heaven, Father. Yes. Show grace, dear Lord Jesus, and speak unto us, dear God. Rupturing faith, Lord, lies in that book of root, dear Lord Jesus. Yes. My God, and you have sent a dear Lord into the fields, Father. And you instructed young man, Father. You instructed ministers, Father. You have instructed, Lord, mature men, Father. To put Lord barley in our basket, Father, dear Lord Jesus. Yes. In this hour, Lord, in this work, Father, and dear Lord, this morning, Father, Lord, we could not be at the threshing floor this morning, Father. There could be some this morning, dear Lord Jesus, at that threshing floor, Father God, getting all that shock, oh God, and all the worldliness, Father, threshed out of us, Father God, this morning, Lord. There may be, Lord, children this morning, dear Lord God, that caught that revelation, Father. Maybe some did it, Lord, this morning, Father. Help them to understand this morning, Father, how they need to stay at the root of Jesus, at the feet of Jesus, Father. Yes. Dear Lord Jesus, Moab, O oh God, and Egypt, dear Lord Jesus, Many have left, O oh God. This message, Father. Yes. And we see them deteriorating, Father. But we have made a decision, like a wrote this morning, Father. God, Lord, where you go, Father, we will go, dear Lord Jesus. Yes. And with someone even closer, Father, Lord, the serpent, Lord, in the Garden of Eden, dear Lord Jesus, mingle His blood, O oh God, Father into the human race this morning father but oh god it was my lord that stepped forth father god and shed his blood father it would take innocent blood dear god to purge us this morning lord as your prophet even said dear god it will take that blood of the bleeding word of jesus christ yes. this message of this hour dear lord jesus to breathe out, Lord, that sin in us, O God. And you have spoken this morning, dear Lord Jesus. And we accept it, O God, Lord. And we say, bid unto you according to the word, Father. And help us, Lord, to walk like Ruth, dear Lord Jesus, this morning, Father, never to look at Egypt, Father, never to go, dear Lord, but have, dear Lord, our feet, Lord, upon the fashions, dear Lord, have our feet against the beast, Lord, and the image of the beast and the Roman system, dear Lord, and its ways and its lukewarmness, Father, that has crept, Lord, into the message, Father. But let us, dear Lord Jesus, accept this book, Father God. When John even wept, Father God, because there was no one worthy, Father. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. But you made a way for us this morning, Father. And be free, dear Lord. Free in Christ, O oh God. Free to rejoice, dear Lord. Free to enjoy this message, Father. Free to be partakers, dear Lord yes. Jesus. Oh, God, Father, you're looking down upon us, dear Lord, and you wash us by the waters of, our, of your word, oh, God, this morning, Father. We yes. may have come in, Lord, with spots, Father, as we took tiptoe, Lord, as a little bride, Father, trying to hold uh, the skirts of righteousness up, dear Lord, trying to get over the puddles of this world, Father, in our work situations, Father, at our home, dear Lord Jesus. But, oh, God, we may have picked up a contamination, dear Lord. We may have got spots this morning, dear Lord Jesus. But you decrypted your word, Father. You poured out your mercies once again, dear God. You answered our prayer, dear Lord Jesus. And you washed us, Lord, with the waters of your word this morning, Lord. And we are free, dear Lord Jesus. Oh, God, we could rejoice and stand victorious this morning, dear Lord. While the devil holds his head in shame, dear Lord, because he's lost the battle of father. The children of God have got fought victorious, dear Lord. Thank you for your servant, dear Lord Jesus. That has, Lord, uh, stayed in the channel of inspiration, dear Lord, and caught the needs of your children in this critical hour. As he has said, Father, as the world in the stage of this world, Father, has blinded the world, Father, but the bride is awakened, Father, in the midnight hour, dear Lord Jesus. Darkness upon the line, dear Lord. The earthquakes, Father, dear Lord Jesus. The veil rent in two, Father God, Lord uh, are we experiencing supernatural things in this hour, dear Lord? Not that the rapture will come, Father. The rapture is on, dear Lord Jesus. But the shout, we've heard the voice. We've moved on, dear Lord God, so much further, Lord. But you have prayed for us, oh God. And we have saw our names, Father. We have seen our theophanies this morning, Lord. Has it preached to us, Father God. May you help us this morning. May you help the children of God. Lord, this morning, Father, many other needs. Lord, there's newcomers in your midst, Father God, Lord. Dear Lord Jesus, let them realize that the hour is late, Father God they should come unto repentance father lord and they need to get born again father the hour is late dear lord it's later than we ever think father god strengthen us lord strengthen your servant this morning father strengthen his family dear lord jesus strengthen the church this morning father dear god help us dear lord we seek thee father we're at your feet lord like we dear lord but we're just so thankful, dear Lord, that after that marriage, dear Lord Jesus, that we don't have to even go and ask permission to go and open the fridge and take what we need, Father. Mm. It belongs to us, dear Lord Jesus. Thank you Father. I'll, you said, Lord, I'll give you all that you require us, Father. And Ruth said to Naomi, I'll do all that you say, Father. And that's your word, oh God, we believe, Father. Bless us and be with us, Father. Help us now, Lord. We need you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.
3: God bless you. Amen. Amen. <coughs> There's one quotation that I would want to leave you with.
5: Yeah.
3: Amen. just reminded when brother Chetty prays and says we don't need to ask for a permission to open the fridge we can open the fridge and grab whatever we want brother brennan says in this message where well, i think pentecost failed paragraph one 4, 14 you can never exhaust god's love and mercy to you you say well i hate to bother you so much father he wants to be bothered that way He does. Don't never think that you could ever ask too much of God. I believe the scripture said, you have not because you ask not, and you ask not because you believe not. He wants us to ask and believe that our joys would be full. He wants you to ask abundantly. Ask for big things. Don't limit your faith to some little mustard seed. Get on here to some kind of faith and move out in big things. Big things Amen. is just as easy to receive as little things. Amen. You just have to believe, that's all. You've got to have faith. Just to know exactly how to use it, it will be all right. You can put it right to work and it will just be fine. Go and ask for those things. Amen. You can never exhaust to God. I think even if the fish can say, I don't want to drink too much water today. I will finish the ocean. That's not going to happen. Amen. I I think it's a great day. How many believe it's a marvelous day? When I opened the book and I saw my name in the book. Let's sing it. It's a wonderful day.
0: It's a wonderful day. Oh, yes. yes wonderful
1: day
0: it's a wonderful day oh yes it's a wonderful day oh a wonderful day it's a wonderful day oh yes
1: it's a wonderful day it's a wonderful day. I do